it's another episode of Sports Yak Podcast. Who types this stuff? Just run it, hit play, hear it, get it done with. I'm Jim Shorts. I'm an icon. The class of 2019 Indiana Sports Writer and Sportscasters Hall of Famer Chuck Freebie. And the other butt monkey. Who cares? Hit the subscribe button. I'd hate to miss a second of this junk. Sports Yak, the podcast. Now that's good. Now turn it off. Welcome, everybody, to episode nine of Disney Plus Reviews. We are reviewing episode eight. It's the final episode of The Mandalorian today. I'm one of your co-hosts, Phil Souza, and I'm joined by my good friend, co-host, and the guy who's considering a career as a nursemaid. It's Jack Alterman. Do you like Westerns, Phil? Because we're talking about The Mandalorian. We're not going to get to talk about The Mandalorian for another, I don't know, I feel like several years. Yeah. But no Western would have been complete without the instrument that's been played around campfires for centuries. I did not know you had a harmonica. <laughs> Pretty good. You know, John Williams in the new Star Wars it's the last orchestral uh, performance. Uh-huh. He uh, ha- he really wanted a harmonica in there. I bet there's if you search Sp- Spotify hard enough, you know, granted that they've got the licensing and everything like that, there probably is a harmonica player that plays all the hits, <laughs> all the Star Wars hits. I, it's hard to play. I don't know how to play it, but I brought it I home. I it so even says Nashville on it. We have two harmonicas. I got it in Nashville. Oh yeah, me too. I just came. I just got back from Nashville. Yeah. Um, and boy, are my arms tired. Well, I just flew in today. And boy, are my arms tired. Um, but yeah, uh, I have new respect for harmonica players now that we have a couple harmonicas at the yes. house. Like, it's unbelievable how well, hard it is. Your wind capacity. Uh, yeah. It's unbelievable. Well, you have to do a lot more with your tongue than I thought. Because like, if you just <laughs> if you just straight blow into the harmonica, yes. it's three notes. But if you... But if you only want to play one note at a time, you have to do this weird thing. With Isn't your, that weird? With your mouth. So, uh, guys, welcome to Harmonicas today. <laughs> uh, the only podcast about harmonicas. Sorry, Phil. I didn't. No, mean to... I bet there's a there's a podcast for everything. There's I didn't a podcast mean for to... harmonica. Players. I didn't mean to take us off of the beaten track. <laughs> uh, much like episode seven did or six did for this show, but uh, here we are. The end. end the of, end of episode of, of season one. Uh, the end of an era of Mando. Yeah. It's hard to believe it's over, man. Uh, did you feel um, like you got a lot out of this episode at the end, where you're like, "Oh, this is awesome." Oh yeah, yeah. I was I was uh, sold down the river every step of the way, man. The lava river, hook, line, and sinker. Wow. <laughs> to mix the, metaphors, the lava river with an R two unit that stood as tall as anything's ever stood ever. Yeah. Uh, I, I told, so I watched it separately from Jessica. Jessica, watched, my wife, Jessica watched it uh, a few days after I did. And then, and then, uh, she finished it, turned it off. And I was just like, it's like, I, I was like looking at her for validation. Right? I was like, it's one of the most 
amazing seasons of any show, period, right? And she's like, yeah. The way that ended was amazing. so well put together. Yeah. From from beginning to end. Uh, I think John Favre having him overseeing it all, I think that helps. Yeah. It's, it's like the thing we've talked last week about uh, Rise of Skywalker and that lack of cohesiveness that those three movies had because it didn't have one person at the helm of the, uh, the same person at the helm of each of them. Oh, yeah. That you have John overseeing all this uh, and uh, others, obviously others that are involved too, but man, what a great show. So good. I can't wait for season great two. Great payoff. Very, and it felt Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it was new. It was new, but it felt Star Wars. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. We'll, I loved it. We'll, we'll get into all the, the, the gory details of episode eight, uh, as it were. But uh, before we do that, uh, if you're just joining us for the podcast, um, this is your first episode maybe that you're listening to and you just want to hear some guys talk about the final episode of The Mandalorian. Uh, we did seven other episodes before this one where we reviewed every single episode of The Mandalorian. So go back and, and listen to those as well. Uh, I think you'll enjoy the conversation, especially if you enjoyed The Mandalorian because uh, we've been glowing about it. I mean, we've been pretty honest about like things that we didn't like, yeah, but there hasn't been much and that we haven't very, liked. So. very little. <laughs> uh, now, the tone of the podcast in general may change because we're going to continue on talking about Disney Plus. Yeah. Uh, and so just in general, it's going to be interesting uh, to move forward from here and talk about, um, you know, probably Apple Dumpling Gang next week. Or yeah. Something. Yeah, whatever. Uh, we still got to figure that out. Uh, we are an unofficial Disney Plus podcast reviewing the most popular stuff on Disney Plus. Uh, and season one of our show is about The Mandalorian. It's wrapping up today. We're going to... Um, move on to other things in January and in February. Um, I'd like to get to some more Star Wars. We're huge Star Wars fans, Jack and I. And so um, I'm sure we'll review some other Star Wars stuff in the future uh, as well. Probably uh, the final season of The Clone Wars and things like that. But um, yeah, in, in the month of January, obviously Mandalorian's done and this is our final episode reviewing that show. So we're going to move on to some other things here next month. Um, we do have an email address if you want to write into the show. Uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts on The Mandalorian or what you've been watching on Disney+. Plus. Hit us up at DisneyPlusReviews at Hotmail.com and let us know what you want us to talk about next. I'd, I'd love to get some thoughts from uh, the audience. And uh, we've got a pretty steady listenership. It's not tons and tons of people, but we've got people that are tuning in every week to listen to us. So I appreciate uh, you guys hanging with us. Hanging with us uh, in the next month. We're, um, I'm already working on some guests. I've got a couple guests already kind of lined up for January. So uh, we'll have some uh, different voices to hear from and, of course, move on away from The Mandalorian. But before we do that, Jack, we have to talk about the final episode of The Mandalorian, Episode 8, Chapter 8, Redemption. Yes. Um, we kind of gave our kind of overall thoughts. <clears throat> we'll go beat by beat through the episode like we do every every show of Disney Plus Reviews. Um Obviously, that we knew this episode even before it even ran. We knew it was going to pick up immediately after the events of of, of episode seven. These are more than any other two episodes. Like this is a seamless. The episode eight happens mere seconds after the end of episode seven. Yeah, it's a so, part two, basically. Yeah, yeah, it is a two part uh, finale, basically. Um, so, I love how it starts because I I was expecting it to be. The, the, the end of episode seven was very dark and very sinister and oh no how are they going to get out of this is Quill dead we had all these questions this episode began in a way that I would have never predicted huh. and it, it started with some humor and it was really really funny and I love it because I, immediately whenever the uh, 
biker troopers. What do you call it? Stormtroopers, but they're the bike version of them. Yeah, speeder. Uh, yeah. Speed troopers. Speeder troopers? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, probably. Super troopers. Uh, they were <laughs> uh, sitting there, and they started talking. Yeah. Because they were waiting on the signal to come into town, basically. Uh-huh. Um, they were told to wait, which is really funny because one of the calm things over their calm was, uh, Moff Gideon, he, he killed off couple, he killed off some of his officers just to you know, <laughs> prove a point, I think. So you need to wait. So they're like, that's crazy. He's crazy. And as soon as that guy said that, I knew it was Jason Sudeikis. Oh, really? See, I, did, I had no idea. Okay. So I had no idea. Adam Pauly was one of them, and I don't know him as well, but Jason Sudeikis... He started talking, and I really like Jason. I, I looked it up after the fact, so he's I did, really, I really didn't know funny. that going into he's very funny. this episode. So but he, uh, you knew it was his humor. They had the I had no idea. They the the best part of the the whole thing, other than the humor, they they kept uh, talking about Baby Yoda like it was a pet. They kept Jason Sudeikis character kept hitting Baby Yoda, slapping it, yeah. Which I'm surprised Baby Yoda didn't fire up <laughs> yeah. and melt him. Um, and then the the trope of uh, stormtroopers not being able to hit anything so with their blaster. So good. They literally both aim at this <laughs> object and they miss completely. Yeah, and they're like what, like eight yards away from it. Or I something? feel like they're shorter than that. Even like they're just like not able to hit it. Dude, it's so funny. Um, I mean, uh, and again, I, I've talked a little bit about uh, Jessica, my wife Jessica. Where she's she is a Star Wars fan, and the fact that she likes watching the movies, but like she hasn't even 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 seen eight or nine of the Star Wars. So. I mean, so kind of, kind of. She hasn't seen Rogue One. She hasn't seen Solo, a Star Wars story. She likes Star Wars, but she, she wouldn't consider herself like a diehard fan. But even she was just like, that was so, that was hilarious. Just watching them, like you know, miss this thing from mm-hmm. point blank range. Um, so, uh, and it was kind of silly because you don't get to see that much comedy, and they were able to kind of have a little side humor. Well, now, I feel like following yeah. those two around would be really fun. Oh, dude, that would be so great. Do we have a spinoff of those <laughs> two characters. I wouldn't want it to be more than a single episode, but if they wanted to do like a short, like a fifteen-minute episode, just starting Jason Sudeikis and, yes. and the other guy, mm-hmm. um, are, are both of them? I I, I I need to look up Adam Pauly. Okay, I, I'm, I'm not sure familiar with Adam himself, at all. But um, I, I guess I haven't seen a lot with Jason Sudeikis. I, I just didn't recognize his voice. Well, he's but, from Saturday Night Live, and so he's yeah, on all kinds of stuff. So. He's so, he's he was so hilarious. Yeah, he's but really funny. Um, anyway, um, they're kind of poking around and just kind of you know basically just kind of wa- wasting time, and then one of them says. Hey, it hasn't moved for a while. How how hard you hit? How hard did you hit this thing? <laughs> and uh, so uh, I don't know if it's Jason's character or the other guy, but uh, one of them uh, like pulls back the bag or like a is like they have it covered. It's like a covered basket or something. I can't remember. Yeah, it's in a little uh, saddlebag thing. Okay, and so um, they they pull back the the, the bag and reveal um, the child, and the child just straight up bites one of them. <laughs> He's like, it bit me. <laughs> um, so, so good. <laughs> and then uh, the epic return. Uh, there's a lot of huge reveals in this episode, obviously. But one of the big ones is IG-11 is alive and well. Uh, and I thought we would see him kind of, you know, enter and maybe, you know, you know, kick a few butts and just kind of, you know, attack, attack, attack. I had no idea how far they were going to take this. And he is throughout the entire episode. Uh, which was so cool. Uh, he walks up to these guys and he says, I am this child's nurse droid. <laughs> and um, uh, they, they're, at first they're just kind of like, hey, who are you? What are you doing? Uh, he just proceeds to break one of their arms, <laughs> grabs the face of another and just like pummels him into the speeder bike, uh, takes him down pretty quickly. Uh, we knew, obviously, I mean, I think probably most people assumed that IG-11 <coughs> would be back. How else would the child get 
you know, saved and stuff like that. But um, it was just really satisfying to see him kind of deliver that payoff like we were expecting. Uh, and that's about it from that scene. It cuts uh, straight back to the bar. This is how I thought the episode would start, was, you know, just immediately going to the bar um, uh, setting. But they're locked down. They're uh, they're pinned down, basically. Kind of like the Alamo, where they're kind of stuck in there. There's no yeah. real way out. Um, they're completely surrounded. Well, and you find out pretty quickly, I mean, five <laughs> minutes in the episode, they're like, there's no way out. Like, it, well, like he, he looks at Grief, and he's just like, hey, where's the back door? He's like, there is no back door. Like, you're looking at it. The way out is right well, in front of Well, the sewer, you. They, they figure out that there is a grate that could get into the sewer, yeah. but it's so thick that uh, they can't they can't cut through it. Right. They they, they try. try. And I, I love, I mean, I really, really love um, Cara Dune's yeah. character, but um, she is very much take the bull by the horns, like take take control of any situation, uh, you know, ex-shock trooper and all that kind of stuff. Um, she grabs that, that huge, I think it's the Gatling gun that she tries to shoot that vent off with, and she puts like she has her own a couple Gatling. dozen rounds into yeah. it. She has her own Gatling gun that they brought in, and then... Um, the the Imperials have a oh what's it called a web cannon e web e web cannon yeah. and it just I mean it's a it just obliterates it's what the stormtroopers the winter stormtroopers used uh, in Empire Strikes Back uh, when they were on uh, is it Hoth yeah they were on Hoth and they set that up to blow into to shoot into the uh, uh, the rebels uh, ice base okay yeah so that's kind of First time you saw one, and then you see it here. Uh, pretty cool. Yeah, and they but, they, they kind of know there's no way to really like the, the thing about this. The firing from previous when they're all firing into that cantina, mm -hmm. and now this this gun is just going to obliterate everybody. There's no way around it. Yeah, I, I wasn't familiar with the turn. I, I'm I'm sure some diehard Star Wars fans out there were like, "Oh no, E Web." I, I I didn't I wasn't and, familiar with that. But well, and you didn't even know it. Like unless it was on the toy, because I'm sure that was a toy set up. Yeah, yeah. That's the only time you would have known it. Which but, George Lucas was good about. George Lucas was really good about naming things. Like he he oh would yeah. name the most uh, small articles. He would name give those things names, and that's yeah. what that's what created Star Wars. Like that huge universe that he created, and yeah. every robot has a a protocol name or like a lettering or numbering serial number that sort of thing. Yeah, and so um, I think those. Those like little innate details is what makes Star Wars so much fun. Um, I I don't know if I just wasn't paying attention or whatever, but um, I didn't know that they were staying that the covert was staying in the sewers until this episode. I I guess if I'd really paid attention to the decor from like episode two and stuff like that, that I would recognize it as like sewer like. Um, but uh, yeah, basically the Mandalorian is like, hey, if we can get down to the sewers, we can get out of here. Like, and I'll I'll grab my boys and we'll you know we'll shoot our way out of this town basically. Um, but they have to get down to the sewers first. Yes. So we see the E-Web heavy repeating blasters, what they call it, and Grief just looks at them and he's like, it's over. Like, there, there's nothing we can do. Yeah. Um, and so... Uh, Moff Gideon, at this point, starts to orate and do what bad guys do. Yeah. And he starts to call them out by name. Oh, yeah. Which is unreal. Yeah, like, so he, cool. He knows Cara Dune. He knows uh, the Mandalorian's real name. And the Mandalorian is like, there's only one. I mean, there's only one way he knows that, and that's if he has the registry from when I was found, and like from my birthplace, like my name would have been in that town's registry or whatever. Right. And 
other than that, that's the only time I, I've used that name. Like, he's a, he's a, I, I don't remember if he said the number of years, but I, I kind of got the idea of like like in 30 years or 25 years, whatever, no one said that name. Like not since he was a family and he was 10 years old or yeah, whatever. That, that's got to be weird. Yeah. Like no one has said his name. And that was an, uh, obviously another big review. We got a ton of big review, r- reveals in this episode, probably five or six or, or if not more. Uh, one of them being we know his name now. So yeah. I guess we can stop calling him the Mandalorian. His name is Din. Yeah. Din Jaren yeah. uh, is his name. Um, and... Like he looks said, like a Din Djarin. Yeah, too. he's a Din. Uh, I mean, not too long after this is another big reveal. We see him with his head, uh, with his helmet off. Uh, we've seen the actor obviously before. And it but turns out he actually fought um, the mountain on. I didn't realize this is a crossover show. He fought the mountain on on uh, Game of Thrones. So the Mandalorian, Star Wars, and Game of Thrones is the same universe. I didn't know that. I didn't know Pedro Pascal was in he Game was. of Thrones. He was. was he a pretty major character? Yeah, and he's the only person that almost killed the mountain, and then he gets his head, his literal skull crushed. Okay. That's so much fun. Game of Thrones, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I've not seen Game of Thrones, but... It's wild. Um, uh, Cara Dune also is... Great last season, Phil. Cara- everyone universally thinks that last season of Game of Thrones is yeah, great. Yeah, no, no one does. Even I know that, Jack. Sad. Um, Go ahead. Uh, the girl that plays Cara Dune, is she also from Game of Thrones? No, but she is from... Oh, okay. Uh, a very attractive MMA background. So, oh, I, for some reason, I was thinking she was in Game of Thrones. She may anyway. be. I don't. I don't think so. No. I, Let me look her. Probably up. not. I'm gonna I, use the internet. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna you, use the uh, internet. <laughs> you now. look that up. So, um, yeah, we get some monologuing from Moff Gideon, which is actually really, really cool monologue, and uh, we learn something about something new. I, I feel like about every character um, that's in the room. So, um, Cara Dune. Um, it's uh, <laughs> he drops this phrase and i like actually rewound it because i was like did i hear that right um he actually mentions that she's from alderaan which is so cool like i and you know i mean obviously if you know star wars you know a lot about alderaan back all going all the way back to the original movie uh star wars and that came out in 1977 a new hope uh alderaan gets completely obliterated i heard a million voices (laughs) cry out and then they were silenced in an instant (laughs) Uh, and uh, what a crazy thing! I know the Death Star. We watched uh, Rogue One today. Oh yeah, and yeah. I just man, I forget how. I need awesome. to go back and watch that. The visual of of the ability of the Death Star, like the things that it can. do. You know, I've only seen Rogue One once. Um, I believe That's all I, you need. I, I may have seen it twice, like in quick succession, but yeah, I, know I've, I've not watched it since it came out. Numerous Bothan Bothan spies died for those yeah, plans. Yeah, so she's from Aldron. Obviously, wasn't on the planet when it, when it went up in smoke, but uh, is originally from there, same planet as Princess Leia, um, which I thought that was kind of a cool reference. Uh, we finally get Din Djarin's name, the Mandalorian's name, um, and we learn a little bit about this uh, weapon, maybe not the exact same E-Web repeating blaster, but one exactly like it was also used to exterminate Mandalorians during the Great Purge. So um, Din like immediately recognizes that gun. Um, yeah, MMA. Is that what it says? She was an MMA fighter? Yeah. Miller goes, ay, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and so, uh, I mean, obviously, it's probably not the same gun, but yeah, again, a gun just like that was used on Mandalore during the Great Purge. And so, Din, obviously, has seen that, that gun before. And then they, um, we learn also that Moff Gideon himself was on Mandalore, or at least above Mandalore, from maybe from the sky or whatever, 
during the Great Purge. So, um, you know, Giancarlo Esposito, is that his last name? Yes. Um, and he's he, phenomenal. He's so good. And I, I, I don't, I think I'd only seen him in, seen him in Revolution, um, that TV show, oh, that yeah. short lived re- show. That in a world where <laughs> all the power goes out and you expect it to be, uh, he was actually, Walking Dead. He was really good in that show. He was, but, but he's, he's really good is, in, uh, uh, Crap, what am I thinking of? Breaking Bad. He's so okay. good in Breaking, Breaking Bad. Bad and in Better Call Saul. I mean, so good. Okay. Um, I, he's obviously incredible. Everyone knew he was going to be incredible in this. Um, I, I almost wish we had more episodes with him, but obviously we'll see him. He's going to be the big bad in, in well, season two, I'm sure. Spoiler alert. Um, but uh, anyway, um, we, we learned that they have history. Um, that maybe not um, super personal history. Maybe he... You know that's yet to be seen, I guess, but we don't know that he knew of Din Djarin during the Great Purge, mm-hmm. um, but he certainly has learned of him since, and uh, he was present there. So there's a lot of um, personal vendetta for for Din Djarin in this moment, because yeah, okay, that's the gun that wiped out my parents, or you know, one like it. Um, that's the guy that was presiding over the the extermination of my parents and others. Um, so it's immediately very personal for uh, Din Djarin. So I, th- I thought that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, um, he gives them an ultimatum. Moff Gideon does. They have until nightfall to surrender. Um, you know, I, I'm giving you the next few hours. It's very Western. Very, uh, you know. Hold, hold on one second. Wait, wait until nightfall. Please hold on one yeah, second. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> Thank you. Perfect. I'm so glad you brought that. I won't overdo it. <clears throat> no, it's it's perfect so far. Uh, I'll let you know though. Um, so, and then we get this odd statement that um, I don't. I didn't really understand at first until like later on in the episode, uh, and then I heard some people talking about it after the episode. But um, he says um, we, we we get this flashback, and it, really we kind of get the full flashback. We've seen like clips of it, bits and pieces of it, but this is a full extended flashback. Un- unedited, uncut, uh, and um, he says he wasn't born on Mandalore, which is interesting. I am assuming he's still a Mandalorian. A he says I wasn't, I wasn't born on Mandalore, but but I am a Mandalorian, or maybe grief says that about him. <clears throat> and then um, he says Mandalorians aren't a race; they're a creed. Um, what's your take on that? Like, would you say he's actually Mandalorian blood? Like, um, he looks like the other people on it? Mandalore. Can I right? say it this way? A person can be Jewish and not be from Jerusalem Jew- or from descent. Israel. Or does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, exactly. I, I'm trying to think of the best. Maybe that's a really rough way to well, say it's, it. It's kind of like being it's a, a belief, like being American. Like right. there, there's no like ra- Amer- American race. You know, like, right? Right. We are a melting pot. Though. Yeah. Um, but they are a belief. They are a belief. Does so that he, make sense? He, he said it's he, his religion, basically. He said he wasn't born on Mand- on Mandalore, so that that means like he's not a Mandalorian blood. He's not a Mandalorian blood. No, that's correct. Okay, interesting. But he was raised in the ways of the Mandalorian. Yeah, this is the way. This is the way. Yeah, I have spoken. Okay, so okay, so interesting. So he he's obviously a rough, um, aggressive type, um, you know, being from Mandalore. Yes, um, but not Mandalorian blood. I, I wonder. But, I wonder if that's if that will matter. But like if that will differently, come up maybe if they get well, be even the pure blood Mandalorians, like the the person that's the forge, the lady that's in the forge. Yeah, she treats them like a regular Mandalorian. So yeah, I yeah. think that I, I, yeah, I think that she's the lead, basically roughly the leader of the Mandalorians that are on that covert. Yeah. You think about this, where it's and it's different, like Jango Fett and Boba Fett, they just wore Mandalorian armor. Like, they didn't even... 
they don't even believe it. Like they take their helmet off, they're flying around, whatever. Yeah, they're using the technology. So yeah, yeah, and then and then that phrase comes in, uh, comes back in at the very end of the episode, which we'll get to here in a little bit. Um, and then I think it's grief. One of them makes the comment of like, "Hey, um, like, oh, I wonder if they already have the child." And and one of them says, "If they already have the, have the child, we'd all be dead." Like the the only reason that yeah. we're still alive uh, yeah. is that they don't the have the Mando thing. says that. Yeah. Um, so he hails Quill. He's like, Hey, Quill, c- come in, whatever, you know, are you, are you out there? Whatever. Um, but there's no response. And at this point it's pretty sure we find, find out definitely for sure at the end of the episode, but Quill's not coming back. But like he's, he's all the way dead. But then you hear this laughing, this giggling over the calm. Oh yeah. And it's Yoda, baby Yoda. It's the child. It's yeah. the child. Yeah. Because the child's having a good time. <laughs> Riding on the speeder with IG-11, which I thought... Talk about this. It looked really weird. Talk about the sequence. What was really funny, whenever IG-11 beat up the uh, speeder troopers, and he... Uh, there's some. By the way, there's someone listening to this going, they're not called speeder troopers! I have no idea what Sorry. Um, <laughs> anyway. Oh, I know them as the, the, hey, get back here, troopers from uh, Return of the Jedi. Yeah, yeah. In the woods. Right. Um, anyway, so, but IG-11 hops on that speeder... And it's really funny to watch him hop on that speeder. Yeah. Because he's like, he bends his little knees up and he's just like, how did he get out to them so fast when they stopped? Because they flew away from where the ship was at, where the yeah. Razor Crest right, was at. Right, right, right. They stopped. How did he get out there so fast? And I'm, ass- then I'm assuming he that near the bike. It was a better. I'm assuming they were just right outside on the outskirts of town. Like, I don't right, know, right. but he, got, he had to get there from where the. But he had, there was a distance because they pick up the, the child in the end of the last episode. Yeah. And they make a big loop and then they take off at full speed. Yeah. There's a distance there. I assume they, they basically just stopped right outside the walls. But, Maybe so. Um, they anyway. didn't really show us. He but. caught up though. So anyway, the so, child is laughing. So yeah. So IG-11. IG-11 speeds into town. Oh and my gosh. Dude, talk about the sequence. It was, it was one of the most amazing things I've seen. It was awesome because you remember from the first episode. First episode? Second episode. IG- no, third IG- episode. Okay. Right, isn't that the third episode we meet IG-11? No, we we meet him in oh, the very beginning. episode one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, he's, he's so, the one that shot in the head. Right, right, right. In the one. first episode, we meet him, and we see how much of a crack shot he is. He's perfect yeah. game. He he can see in 360 degrees, so he's taking out stormtroopers left and right when he's flying into town here. Yeah. Bing, 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 bing. It's awesome to watch. Yeah. Baby Yoda's loving it. And uh, Dude, he's, there's, he turns there's like his one part, body. Yeah, there's this one part where the there's child. there's two stormtroopers uh, flanking a Jawa, and oh my and he like speeds right past and he sh- he fires two shots, pow pow, and the stormtroopers go down and the the Jawa's still alive. <laughs> he's like, just looking like, around because <laughs> the Jawas are he's he's an assassin assassin droid, so he's very precise, with very his, precise with, with his shots, and he knows that the Jawa's not a threat. Right, <laughs> which is kind of crazy to think about. It's really cool. Yeah, I they don't. Here's my one, not beef with the episode. I they, you have to get really nitpicky, I think, to find anything wrong with this episode. Um, but I, 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 like, we're expected to believe that basically all of his programming came back. Like as soon as, as soon as he realized he had to protect, but the baby. But he was. He said that Kuil gave the out because this happens in shows where they yeah. they go, but. Kuil says that he will protect. He will protect. And then they came back around to that later in the episode. I'm just saying, like he had to teach him how to walk in the last and episode. He taught him. <laughs> and then, and then this one, he's he's basically an assassin droid again. Yes, just mowing down fools. Yes, but but but, um, but under the guise of he's protecting. But 
that's that I loved the sequence. Yeah, I like, turned that part of my brain off. Some of the best action in the entire series. Mm-hmm. So it was really cool that the payoff, the um, the uh, just the culmination of everything we've thought about IG Eleven, just him just going in gun, guns blazing. So basically, he kind of almost creates a distraction. Really, like by the time he actually gets to the bar. Um, he it's so cool. Like he has the child like on his chest, and he spins his chest around to protect the baby, mm-hmm. and then he's firing both guns at the same time. Plus the the um the actual speeder's gun. Like the, there's a gun on the front of the speeder, mm-hmm. so he's he's you know just starts go, you know causing chaos in the um you know that little um, area outside of the the bar. He um that distraction he causes then gives breathing room to the people inside the cantina. They come out, and it's th- now they have a chance to come out. Yeah, Giancarlo Esposito's character had went back to his ship or wherever he went. Yeah, he's out of the way. That's right. Yeah, he comes comes back in the middle of the fracas of it, and now it's like over half of his troopers are dead. Yeah, and it's mayhem. And it's mayhem. Here's the thing about him, though, and what I like that they did with him. They don't make him into a sniveling like uh, cry, uh, cry baby bad guy, right? He is able I, to take aim and take care of himself. Yeah, which like I he, think he is fires awesome. a single shot at at Mando and it like catches his shoulder or something like that, and he goes down for a second. It hits him in the back of the head. Oh, that's right. That's he right. knows the weak point of that armor. Which yeah, is crazy. Yeah. He gets a because Mando's looking the other way, shooting a gun, shooting that that repeater. Yeah, uh, it, web, he, web, it, web. It's basically a uh, repeat of Episode One, uh, yes. which I totally didn't mind. Yeah. Um, no, no, no. But yeah, it is essentially the same thing that happened in Episode One. He yes. gra- he gets on the big gun, he starts spinning it around, he's mowing down everyone. Then, um, then he uh, really finishes him off by shooting that uh, battery array that's in front of him. Yeah. Uh, that that powers that gun. Super smart. And it blows him up and blows him out, and knocks him out, and that hurts him too. They grab his carcass and take it back into the cantina. Right. And that's where they're gonna kinda maybe they'll make their last stand. IG eleven ends up in there with the bait with the child. Yeah. And now IG eleven has a lay, uh basically a uh a uh, torch, built in torch, and he starts cutting the grate for them to get into the sewers. Right, right. And and at that point we know that they're in trouble and they're kind of crunched for time because Moff Gideon says, Burn them out. Yeah. And so he sends in and one of the coolest, again, another oh. huge reveal. I mean, it, we've seen we've seen Baby Yoda do force power stuff, but um, it, th- this was on another level. Like, I mean, lifting the mudhorn is probably the biggest thing that he's done in the series so far. Um, but this, um, I, I forget what they call him, the, the um, flame 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 trooper, flame trooper, 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 yeah, whatever he is. Uh, goes in there. Fire trooper. And you know he's special because he has like marks on his helmet. That's yeah, are really cool. Um, and uh, Mandalorian is not doing well. He's bleeding out. Um, uh, a huge uh, flamethrower burst uh, shoots out from this. He kicks down the front door or walks in or whatever and shoots this massive burst of fire towards directly at the child. Like you can tell he's targeting the child in, in particular. It's funny though about uh, the child. He he stands up. He stands up and kind of gets tall. Yeah. As tall as he can. You can tell he knows that he's gonna. Ha- you you can tell he's gonna have to use his power. Uh, but again, back to he, that. He acts like a baby, but I keep. We have to keep remembering he is fifty years yeah, old. Like he he, he kind of knows how the world well, works. Well, he's starting and he's starting to figure out some of his powers. Yeah. Again, back to that detail, the detail of Star Wars, and again, as a in my mind, as someone who likes to collect figures, likes to collect toys, likes to collect, like when I see. That flamethrower trooper, 
and I see that red paint on his on his it's white yeah. white suit. Super but cool. But he's got this cool red streak on it his thing. It looks awesome. He has this gigantic flame cannon thing. The only thing I can think of is I want that toy, whatever that toy is. It's like yeah. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? That's I think totally that true. Potentially, and and here's the thing about Star there'll Wars. be a Star Wars Black Series toy, right? It, the, the thing is, is like they were talking about. I've seen a few articles about the amount of money that Disney missed out on. Oh, yeah. by not having Baby Yoda, like a doll, a ready, plush doll, or something, ready for the holidays, ready for Christmas. Yeah, exactly. Well, and now it's like they bought all this Mandalorian stuff. Yeah, they could be cashing in on that that kind of stuff too, and they it's, will. It's going to be March or April yeah. before we see any. Yeah, of it. it'll be a high definition. Like really nice toy, yeah. And so it, it they won't make a ton of them, but the people there's a market for these these kind of oh, toys yeah. too. So, anyway. so yeah. Um, uh, basically, the child, for lack of a better term, like catches it, like catches the fire, and yeah. just throws it back at him, and just absolutely and it just explodes torch, his torches him. Yeah, explodes his uh, backpack that that the, the and the flamethrower and everything else, and just kills the guy. Just cooks him. Yeah. yeah. And so then that buys him them time because now the room is on fire completely. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's the one byproduct of that sequence is like okay now we really got to go because yeah. like the whole thing's going up in flames. But it does it does kind of protect their backside while they are sawing into the right. sewers, true? Because those people can't really get in there either because it's just melting hot and everything else. So yeah, uh, to the sewers, cowabunga! <laughs> and uh, and then the the big thing that happens next we kind of already covered it, but um, we see his face the the Mandalorian's face. Uh, IG Eleven's like, hey, I can save you. I have this um, back we, back, calls to, it, back, uh, back back to spray. Back to spray. Yeah, I have this back to spray. I have to trace it. I, this... Which I guess has come up in one of the other movies, Rogue One, maybe. I, I maybe or maybe it's uh, Big Hero Six. Okay. Where? Where? So they have a healing spray. Well, what does he have? Back to tracing, and he sprays it on people. Okay, I don't remember that. Um, anyway, so he says, uh, uh, you know, t- take your helmet off, and I can save your life. And <laughs> I love Din Djarin's response. He goes, uh, "Take it off, and I'll kill you." <laughs> Well, he already does not like uh, droids, and this is only going to make him even mad. Yeah, so he he does do a huge one eighty on on um, IG eleven in this later in this episode, though. Uh, but you're right. Uh, he says uh, he says no living thing has ever seen my face. Take it off, and I'll kill you. And then uh, IG eleven's response is so great. He says, "I'm not a living thing." You know, you you can yeah, you basically fine. keep your creed and, absolutely, and and because there's nobody around, everyone else has already gone, gone down in the sewers. So we see his face. Uh, he's, um, I, I'm sure this is probably common for this kind of thing, but like his face, I'd seen Pedro Pascal like in interviews, and I I'd, I'd never seen yeah. um, uh, Game, of Game, Game of Thrones, obviously. So I didn't know a whole lot about how he looks when he's acting. But when I saw his face and he start and he, he utters a couple lines with his helmet off, the only time that we ever see him say anything with his helmet off, and it, his face almost didn't match his body. Like I, it probably wasn't that way for you because you had seen him before. Yeah. But for me, I was just like he he feels like this kind of muscly dude, and then he takes his helmet off and he's like, oh, he's just a guy. <laughs> like he's just yeah, but he's got like a foreign like he's chill. Uh, he's from Chile. He's from Chilean. Okay, gotcha. And so he has a and he's five eleven. He's a tall enough guy. Yeah. Um. Just, you're right. You, it was you weird to see him without his helmet. Right, 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 to, right. right. To, uh, mention, uh, delivering lines. Yeah, but, I understand it. Uh, anyways, they get they get into the sewers and um, they have to find the the other Mandalorians, this group, whatever. But he has no idea where they are, how to get there. That he said, I've only answered from the street, so I, I have no idea where I'm going. It's a maze down here. Um, they start just kind of walking around aimlessly, um, and then they come across another huge reveal. 
dude, I did not see this coming mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, a huge pile of Mandalorian armor heaped up on the floor, helmets, everything is off. Yes. And it's all piled up. Um, this was not a part of our predictions last episode. We, no. we, we thought that the Mandalorians were going to come back and save the day. But what helps, I think, what's good about about them not being not being able to do that is that now that would always be an out for them to every single time come help. Yeah. Now you may have maybe one or two of them that are still practicing man, being Mandalorians because now with this big pile of stuff, They've all either been killed or they've escaped. And I think because the, the Imperials come apparently after they came in and yeah. took out a bunch of the bounty hunters. The Imperials that 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 gave wind to the Imperials to know, hey, something's up here, and now we're going to storm in. Yeah, we get a lot of exposition from the armorer. I think is what they call yeah. her uh, in the subtitles. But the armorer is is that 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 female Mandalorian that we've referenced during has the show. A cool helmet, it's so cool. I, I and I love her character. We get to see her fight in this episode, which is so awesome. Yeah. Um. But uh. Yeah. She actually makes the comment of like, um. Several of them escaped. I hope. You know, I, I hopefully several several yeah, made it away. Off, made it off world. Um, so I, you know, hopefully we'll get to see them again, but maybe in fewer numbers. Um, it'll be interesting to see where they go with that. But, uh, dude, I did not see that coming at all. I, I almost felt like it was purposeful. Like they they wanted you to think that that these guys were going to come in and save their bacon, but then all of a sudden they're not all an dead. option. Yeah, they're and all not dead. an option. Yeah. So, um, uh, pretty crazy. Um, the, the armor explains that they got wiped out. Uh, after they revealed themselves, um, so basically they sacrificed their whole covert um, to save this one uh, Mandalorian. This is the way, um, and then um, so obviously they're not going to rely on them to get out of town. <laughs> uh, the armor uh, knows about uh, Jedi fighting apparently because um, th- she explains a little bit about how like the Mandalorians and Eon's past have dealt with these Jedi. And she actually mentions the word Jedi, which is, I wasn't sure anyone would ever say that word yeah. in this episode, in this season. Well, before they, she used the word Jedi, they're calling them like almost evil wizards. Yeah. Right. Right. Which is really funny to think about. Like the outside perspective is not, it makes sense though. Like, Oh, it does. In well, a, how else would you explain it? Like in it, in a in a town and in, in a, in a planet or whatever, where like no one's ever seen anyone use the force. Like, I don't know. Like, how would you explain it? This is so it's magic, basically. The baseline data for the series moving forward is: look, he is part of a group that has powers, uh, and now the Mandalorian has to return him to his own people. Mm-hmm. Which, what's that going to be like? And it probably doesn't happen next so, season. So this is the prem. Oh, it's not going to happen. I was thinking it was the premise for season two. Is this a two. Is this a two? Uh, Maybe at the end, knows? three. I, I mean, they I, haven't actually publicly said how many seasons. Can we get uh, now? Now that basically the the child's going to be raised up as a Mandalorian too, so we've got to get him a helmet. Yeah. So this is kind of where that phrase comes back again, where she, where earlier they're saying uh, Mandalorians aren't a blood, they're or a race, they're they're a creed, or they're a creed. Um, and she basically says, "Hey, you, the two of you guys now are a tribe or whatever of two. Yeah, like this is this is your new clan that you're running with. And the man, the child, this baby Yoda child, is basically a Mandalorian now. It's kind of kind of how I interpreted it. Right. Um, she says, um, "Yeah, you got to re- reunite him uh, with its own kind." He says, "You are his. You are its father now. Like you basically are are going to father this child." And then she also says, you've earned your signet, which I thought that was a great payoff. There's a lot of like things that were set up throughout the whole season. Again, you know, compare, compare and contrast episode nine of the movies, which we won't talk about here. We, we did a whole spoiler well, episode on that. If you want to go back and watch or you just tried to make to that episode, but. chicken salad out of, out of uh, 
<laughs> whatever it was, or you thought you had to make. Maybe I should put it this way: JJ thought he had to make chicken salad out of previous stuff. Maybe yeah. to you, it what you know, to others. There's it wasn't just no that. way. Again, without this non-spoiler on episode nine of the movies, yeah. if you haven't seen it, but there's no way to wrap up everything in a single movie because of how many things they set up for it. How many pins that he had to knock down with a single bowling ball, and yeah. so. Um, but this this is such a contained experience, like. It's eight episodes that, uh, that air over the course of two months. Um, and, and so they can introduce something in episode three or two in this case and then pay it off at, at the end of episode And that's eight. what made so. it uh, doable. That's what made it controllable. Yeah. Whereas, um, did you see what the signet was? Yeah, like, the mudhorn. Yeah, uh, horn, which is awesome. That that was cool. Like I I appreciated that they didn't have to come up with something else for him to like be known for. And the the one thing that like in episode two when he when he returns back to the covert, um, and they say, okay, you've earned your signet. He's like, no, I haven't earned it. Um, like the child helped me. The enemy, my enemy, helped me. That's he still thought that the child is an, is an enemy. Um, and so I don't deserve that signet, that mudhorn signet. But in this one, it's kind of like. Okay, you've done so much to protect the child, and yes, he saved your butt too. Um, but you've you've done so much to raise him and protect him over the last whatever it's been. We talked about that. It's been a couple months or so mm-hmm. since episode one. Yes, um, that now you've earned the mudhorn signet. Like you've yes. actually gone through uh, your paces, and and it's time. And then we get another huge reveal. He gets a jetpack. Yes. Now, in this the moment, rising, have you trained in the rising phoenix? Yeah. In this moment, did you expect him to use it in the same episode? Well, he luckily trained, and I think that the the uh, aforementioned have you trained, and he said yes, but I was young, or blah 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 blah. Yeah. And she says, um, like, you won't be able to use this right away. Like, you're gonna have to like train with it, and no, it's gonna no, no. it's gonna have to get to know you. He will be able to outmaneuver <laughs> a tie fighter. It's really interesting. Like I, I just always assume that the jetpacks were basically just machinery. You like press this button to get to fly. Yeah. Um, but she talks about how like there's almost a symbiosis with with this machine. Like yeah, it has to get to know you personally. Yeah, and, and stuff. how it like attaches to your. It's not like you had a hand control. Like he just started flying. Right. Yeah. I no. It, it it makes sense when you see like TV when you go go back TV and watch show, Boba. Like we don't have to explain it. You know what I'm saying? No. Like, no. You, you know what I'm saying? Like you don't. It hasn't had to be explained. You want it to work. And and if they if they. Like if the forums and stuff like that, Star Wars fans everywhere are like, we want it explained. They can always cover it in season two. Like, you know, okay, how's how's the, how's the jetpack work or whatever? Have to. I mean, you know, Turbo Man has his own jetpack. <laughs> so so should the Mandalorian. So they get away. Um, and I, I assumed at that point he wasn't going to use it. That would be like a payoff for season two. Like, okay. Something to look forward to in season two is he's learning how to use this jetpack and everything. Yeah. Uh, they get away. Um, there's some. Uh, stormtroopers that finds the armorer down in the in who's the just sewer. sitting there like cool person, like yeah, cool, like a cool cool uh, karate superstar, and then they hey you blah 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 and total, total stormtrooper may and then she stands up and starts throwing the her hammers and stuff at him and just crushes Reckon. all of them. And then she's done, and I guess that that, that tells us she survived. Yeah, I watched that that sequence twice, um, just because the action was so good in it. Yeah. Um, at one point, she takes one of her hammers and like smashes, cr- like smashes the face off helmet, of one of them, helmet off of them. I, I was like, dude, that is so it awesome. Really cool. It looked really so, good. So, so she survived, and so I mean, you, you'll have her help. <clears throat> She'll be on the same planet that. Uh, well, I won't get to the end, but. Ding. Ding. Um, Ding. 
Then the lava river gets yes. to the kind of the final sequence of, of the episode. Um, this kind of extended boss battle, piece. lava river. <laughs> pretty pretty cool set piece. Um, I, I, other than Mustafar, we never really seen like this kind of level yes. of like lava flow and stuff like that. I, th- I thought it was pretty cool. There's an R2 unit on the boat, and it was so cool, man. Like I like I can see some people like, hey, well that's not a real R2 unit. Hey, this thing got you know, modded at some point. I don't know. But dude, when that thing like rose up and was like six feet tall, well, it was like cool. At first you're awesome. like, oh, it's toasted. This thing is toasted because it's been sitting yeah, in, in this, well, in this lava oh, yeah. environment, getting ash all over it for who knows how long. Right. You know? And then it fires up and then it stands up and they're like, well, what's it? It does some, some thing. And they're like, well, we don't speak droid even though ig 11 probably does yeah yeah but um they're like what's it asking and then one of them says i think it's asking where it wants us to go which in my mind i'm like how long is this lava river really i mean <laughs> it's like, like a subway of lava rivers right anyway <laughs> um neither here nor there it was kind of actually a it, pointless thing other than it did speed him up enough yeah and then they couldn't slow and down, then it so was gone shot its head off yeah <laughs> Really weird. I yeah, understand it. It was a, it was a very quick like, hey, this is a cool droid. And, okay, he's gone. <laughs> but um, it had four arms, which was kind of cool. It was like yeah. like six six yes. appendage. Uh, anyway, um, it was pretty cool. And then um, we we get a, yet another payoff uh, from all, going all the way back to episode one. Uh, IG Eleven. Um, they uh, Din Djarin, uh, like with his visor, cool visor, sees that they're basically going to get ready yes. to ambush them at the end yes. of this tunnel. But first. Our friend uh, Grief makes one final. <laughs> he always does this. I'm really starting to like his character. By the I way. am no, I am too. Yeah. I want more of him. But he did this thing. One more final thing where he like in the pre two episodes ago. No, in the last episode, he goes, "What can go wrong?" <laughs> <laughs> and in this one, he goes, "We're home three now." Thanks, Carl Weathers. And then it's like, and then the the droid IG11 goes like looks. And uses thermal scanning or whatever. Maybe it's actually no. It's the Mandalorian who uses yeah, thermal scanning. His visor, yeah. Who by, he, by the way, that back to spray really works. Yeah, I guess it healed him up fast. Yeah, <laughs> and he looks. He goes, "No, we're we're doomed because they're waiting to ambush us at the end of this tunnel." Yeah, and uh, IG Eleven makes the ultimate sacrifice, the Creed level mile sacrifice. <laughs> so this is this goes all the way back to episode one where IG-11 just couldn't stop stop talking about self-destructing. And it's it. like over and over again, the Mandalorian's like, um, you know, no, don't don't self-destruct, don't self-destruct. Uh, this time they're like, okay, yes, finally, you, this is your chance, you get to self-destruct. Um, and I thought it was uh, well explained. Like, you know, he, they didn't go into a lot of detail, but basically he says, hey, this is, this is my coding like my i have no choice like if i'm going to do all, all i need to hear from you is that you're going to take care of the child and then my and my my uh secondary. level one programming is done <clears throat> and my secondary and programming can- will we'll take over and so and basically my secondary programming is if there's no way out other than to just blow them all to heck um uh, then that's what i'm going to do yeah and and so um, he does just that. He walks in the lava, which I didn't know he really needed to do that. But he hops <laughs> off into the lava. Well, how's he going to get ahead of them? Like he, he has to blow up. He has to detonate. Man, you're right. <laughs> but anyway, he walks forward, and they're like, hey, you, like every stormtrooper ever. Yeah. Hey, you, hey, you, stop there. And they're uh, basically sitting there, all gathered around, looking at him. And he goes, I must explode in your face. <laughs> 
takes them all out with one with one blast. Boosh. Um, it's a pretty big blast. Right before that, I left this out. Right before he he steps into the lava, uh, you can tell like the Mandalorian has this kind of almost moment with him. Like not only has his life been saved by a droid, which is something he probably would have never predicted, bef- you know, before this whole adventure went down. Um, but then he also looks at him and he says, "We need you." Um, and I, I thought that was really cool. Like, I don't think he's done hating droids or, you know, looking sideways at them. Um, but with this one, with eight, with IG-11, he's like, I trust this Quill one. Quill had a huge part in that. Just but He trusts Quill. He knows Quill did a good job of reprogramming him. And then IG-11 helped him out. Yeah. So. Uh, and then the very final scene, um, we see... I wasn't sure we'd see Moff Gideon. Again, I really kind of thought that... It would just, they just kind of fly off into the sunset at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, it's not over. Moff Gideon and his TIE fighter uh, comes into the picture, um, starts firing at them. It's not looking good. Um, <laughs> Grief has one of the funniest lines in the episode. He says, uh, let's, make, let's make the baby do the magic hand thing. Uh, do the magic hand thing. <laughs> and then, like, they cut to uh, Baby Yoda. And he, he, like, kind of, like, just says hi yeah. like, with his hands. Yeah. And they're like, I'm out of ideas. <laughs> Super That's cute. What... Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's go time. The Mandalorian straps on the jetpack, and it's he on. does, and it's on. Um, and then he uh, has to uh, fight off uh, the Tie Fighters. And here's the sounds. So good, I love that sound, man. Oh, it's Moff Gideon. Look out! It's Moff Gideon's flying through the distance. Um, and so he uh, has to uh, pretty pretty quickly he grapples onto this thing. <laughs> he decides within like I know ten seconds. I have an idea. <laughs> he uses this new jetpack that he got four seconds ago. Yeah. that apparently doesn't take any training to fly, and he uh, now, flies and matches speed with a uh, tie fighter. Well, he grapples on and then and then that pulls him forward. It's, it's I think it's fair to mention that he does not actually fly around with this thing. He he basically goes straight up into the air and then shoots his grapple gun. Fucking Bronco style. Yeah, it's yeah. It, I, I wouldn't to say that he's like adept at using it within seconds. I, I don't think that's what happens yeah, here. True. Like, You're, you are right about he, that. He basically just kind of like like points it in the right direction and then hits the button. <laughs> he has a tracking bomb thing that he sta- attached tries to attach to it, loses the first one, it blows up. Yeah. Moff Gideon is still trying to shake him. He attaches two of them and then releases. And it was really cool, uh, Moff Gideon's reaction, where he's like, oh, no! He's yeah. a very bad guy. Yeah, yeah. And it explodes one wing off the TIE fighter, and then it crashes in the distance. You assume, love to assume that he's dead. Uh, and then the good guys on the ground uh, meet up and uh, talk a little bit. Uh, the baby is with... Uh, the, the child is with uh, the Mandalorian. Uh, Cara uh, Dune... We're left, to, we're left to assume that Moff Gideon has died in the blast, which, yes. of course, like there's, oh, no, no, no one, way. no one ever stays dead. Right. So, and so, um, Cara Dune, really weird. I'm gonna. She says, "I'm gonna stick around here to make sure everything gets cleaned up." I appreciate that. I don't know that she needs to do that. It is Lord. Grief goes on this. He tries to get tries her tries to, to talk her in. I feel to, like she's becoming a bounty hunter. Is gonna work and do some of that though. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know if that really fits her character, but maybe that gives her some purpose. Um, um, I want to get into predictions for ne- next season yeah. here in a second, but just to kind of wrap up the episode, um, uh, they bury Quill, so like it's confirmed, like he he's definitely that character's Which, dead. I was a little bummed they buried him on this planet. 
Oh, I didn't think about that. Well, I feel like he could have wow, taken him to... I didn't think about that. That's really back good. To, I mean, no, he doesn't want to take a dead body. He could have frozen him in carbonite. I mean, yeah. he could have, there's a lot of things he could have done. Wow, I didn't think about take that. take him back to his home planet. Yeah, why not? I feel like if you're going to honor him, do that. It is probably That's a long a way back decision. to that home planet, though, just to bury Quill's body. But, man, think about all the things that Quill did. They, they, they owed him that, at least? <laughs> so, and, he, and then the, the end of the episode could be him looking out over that peaceful valley. Yeah. And that's his ending. Wow, it's a very that's... Western ending. And, like, and I, he didn't get that. Like, he just got buried, like, under some rocks with, yeah. this, with his little helmet and his goggles on yeah. top of a, one of the rocks. That, that's, a, that's a really good point, Jack. I think kind of bummed me out. That, that would have been a, been a, a better... Uh, Sailing off in the sunset for for him, like yeah. I, I, yeah, that's true. You know, that's, that is weird. But then, out of the tie fight or the tie fighter, the Jawas are collecting because that's what they do. Which this I've is, never viewed the this Jawas is effectively like the the uh, Infinity Gauntlet like coming out of but the. I, but I've never viewed the Jawas <laughs> like I have now that I've seen this show. Yeah, because Jawas, I don't view them as like they. Yes, they are a sentient creature, and they use technology. But they're they're almost like these I don't want to say rats like this in scavengers in scavenger creature that scavenge technology, but it's like that's just what they do. Like they just show up and they start yeah picking things up. It's like a and I'm not trying to call they're, a rodent or anything like that. I mean, they're, you they're, know how rats will collect um they'll collect uh, insulation and they'll collect uh, brush and and weeds and mm-hmm. anything that's laying around. To make a nest, yeah, that's kind of what I, the I've, Jawas do with stuff. I've just assumed that they they're it. basically Ray, like Ray from like The Force Awakens. Yeah, but they're like a lower speed. It's weird though. Yeah, they love eggs too. <laughs> so great. So that's still, that's still one of the best things. So 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 best living, best life. So yeah, so Moff Gideon is alive, and he has a dark saber. Uh, which, honestly, like I had not gotten to the dark saber stuff in Clone Wars yet. I'm I'm still I'm still trying to get through season one. Believe it or not, have, I have a long ways to go. You have to fast forward a little bit and yeah. Watch some of those I need episodes. to start I need to start racing. Really cool those. stuff. Um, but I was not familiar with the dark saber. Um, that that does not come up in the movies unless created, I'm, uh, created basically. So the Mandalorians one knew who the leader of the Mandalorians was. Two, it could best. A lightsaber, yeah, and it's not a it's not toe, a yeah. Jedi weapon, right, right. And so it's one of those things where it's like really cool. It sounds it sounds like a it was a, lost a lightsaber. In the, it was lost in the purge. Okay, I mean it's essentially a lightsaber, but it was a, lost in the purge, and it's been missing. I, I heard I listened to a thing online uh, this uh, since this episode. It's been gone missing for up to this point, approximately about eight years missing. Okay, it was known where it was at. It was. Um, <clears throat> so they were only Jedi used temple, on Mandalore? Maybe in a Jedi temple or in the Sith temple. I'm trying to think of which one. No, or maybe on the Mandalore home planet, the initially where it was at, and now it's... Have, have Darksabers been seen on any planet other than Mandalore? No, I mean, no. I don't think so. I thought there was a character that had one in Clone Wars. Well, Darth, I, I'm Darth, not, I've not watched them, so I don't Darth know. Darth Maul ends up with it. I don't know. Anyway. Um, I've forgotten, but it was cool. I like when I first heard that sound. I was like, "What? He has a he's a lightsaber?" Yeah. Like, because I, I was thinking, is this guy like? Do, you, do you, he's not Sith? Like, you you don't think he's a Sith Lord, right? No, I don't. No, he didn't have to be. Right. As I was talking to, a, I, I feel like I, if he was, he would have been doing I some. I was talking to Amanda about this today. Stuff. Like he's Moff Gideon, Moff Tarkin. You think about Moff Tarkin uh-huh. um, when he was on 
uh, New Hope, right? Because okay. did he die at the end of New Hope? Doesn't he die in the first Death Star? Yeah, he dies. Okay. Um, he he absolutely is like one of the worst humans, mm-hmm. like human character that does not have power. Right, right. I think Moff Gideon is similar, where he's just a bad human, like yeah. a bad, just the worst. Sour he will grape. kill. Well, he kills his own people. Yeah. But he's, he doesn't he's very, have. He's very Darth Vader. I, I don't think he has powers. I don't think he has powers. Right. No, I, I, agree. I agree. I think he just has this this dark saber. Like if he had power, he just would have stormed in there and forced everybody. You know, yeah. use his force. He power would. He would have exemplified some abilities. Yes. I think in this episode. Right. right. Um, what a great bad guy. Cuts himself out. Um, and yeah, we're led to believe he's gonna gonna be the kind of the big bad yes. in season two. So I can't wait to see more. Hopefully, he gets some help. So. Um. So let's go. Let's go back into uh, predictions for next season. Um. Cara Dune, bounty hunter. I think so. She probably. My guess is she's only in like two episodes next season. Okay, interesting. That's my guess. Yeah, they 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 will move on to some other people. I think there will be like a Lando sighting. I think there will be some some oh, tie in wow. to the uh, old characters. Uh, they'll do their best to not have to oversee GI things. Hopefully, yeah. Uh, I honestly, I, can I say this? The, and I can't believe I'm going to say this. This would be a great series. Oh, God, I can't believe I'm going to say this. This would be a great series to have, like, a Jar Jar Binks. Oh, my god! Weird, <laughs> like, this weird thing where he's just like, like, Mando has got to be like, what the freak are you? <laughs> yeah. but you know what I'm saying? A one-shot, don't bring him on all the time, a yeah. one-shot thing. This would be the one time, the one kind of series I would say, do you, think contrast it, do, they have, do you think they go sense? to their planet, that planet? I don't know. <laughs> I know it's weird, and people will be like, why would you do that? This would be the time to talk. This would be the kind of thing he could play the kind of the straight, not funny. Uh, Mandalorian could play that. Yeah. You have Jar Jar and him be like. Dude, a, tw- a 2020 CGI'd Jar Jar Binks could actually look kind of look good. okay. Yeah, I'm not saying you should, but if you really wanted to have a good ending to that character, if you really wanted him to maybe have him being thrown in the Sarlacc by uh, maybe uh, Boba Fett, if Boba Fett does come back. By the way, I know no zero payoff of that. That's what is up with super that? Super weird. That was in episode five, standalone two, and I think it's because we're on Tatooine. We're led to believe that now he has not made it off a of Tatooine. Somehow he's stuck on Tatooine. I don't even know. It's so weird, man. I I don't even know he, what the impetus was to even int- try to introduce that. Like, how how could they not know? I mean, they they knew they knew exactly what they were doing. They were going to put this little five second thing in there at the end of episode. I think it was episode five. Yeah, just uh, and, and start, all the rumors are going to start swirling. But why not show us just his boots again, like in episode eight, like on that planet or something like that. He's following the Mandalorian or something. It's so weird, man. I, I really thought that we would see and, him and, in this episode. Not, it can't be anyone else that was on the show. It can't, it's not it's, grief. It, it wasn't, it's definitely not, it's not Moff Gideon. It's not, Moff it's, Gideon. Not, it's not, it's not yeah. any of the people. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's an, it's a character we have not yet seen on the, weird. on the show. And it was super weird to, to give us that teaser oh. mid season. I, I would maybe understand that, uh, a, a teaser at the in this episode, like at the end of the season one, like oh man, what season two gonna hold? Mid season and then no payoff at all for the rest of the season was a weird a weird choice, man. Yeah. Like one of the weirdest choices they made um, in in the series. So um, I'm excited to see more grief, Karga. I I really want him to be like um, 
not not good guy because I I, I kind of like the the fact that he's a scoundrel. He's kind of that Han Solo kind of like, um, yeah, he does good things, but he's also a a, a smuggler. <laughs> you know, like I I could see Grief Karka like maybe like wanting to turn. You know, go back to his old ways. It's all he knows now. <laughs> yeah, he was a disgrace. I, I, I want to see him he in may season end up two. Being the mayor of whatever town this is, I could see that happen. Oh, interesting. He cleaned it up. He what, could he could run on that ticket. Maybe. What's what's weird for him is that yeah, maybe grief carga twenty <laughs> politics. Maybe our podcast shirts could be grief carga twenty twenty. I mean politicians. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, Vote for grief twenty twenty. Cara Dune, <laughs> vice president. I, I don't know. Um. Yeah. Would anyone buy that? If you if you want to email us, tell us. Would you buy that shirt Car- if we made carga it? doesn't give me any grief. Twenty twenty. <laughs> He'll take the grief for you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I, I want to see more of him in season two, um, but I, I don't want him to be like a bad guy that like turns on the Mandalorian. I again. want him to make general <laughs> statements that end up foreshadowing. <laughs> Nothing could go wrong now, as the razor beast flying things. What, what else is bite his arm? Uh, what what else has Carl Weathers got to do? I, I think season two is is kind of his. Thing, I could see so. them going on some expedition for some ancient uh, archaeological thing on that planet, and he has the I've gotten some intel <laughs> from blah blah blah, and then you know what I'm saying like be like. Information guy. I say that. Heck, he may end up turning bad. Who knows? Uh, you're going to see lots of Giancarlo Esposito, or at least a, a few times, three or four times, yeah. to continue him being the bad guy. I really hope we see a Boba Fett. Um, I hope we see the Huts and figure out well, who's in charge of the Huts. Oh, that'd be cool. I think Jabba, Jabba's son is probably in there somewhere. It's got to be around somewhere. Uh, they're always, they've been in charge of this stuff for a while. And so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that'd be cool. I, um, I, More Jawas. I don't want to see the first order uh, in this series. Like, I, even though it's, no, I mean it's, it's like pre first order. Other like than some little inkling of it. I, I just love, want that if they're going to do that, I want it to be its own series. Like, if you're going to do it, do it right. Dedicate your whole show to it. Like, here's how the first order got started. Yes. Um, like, because I've seen like I've read a couple of pages where people are like, oh yeah, Mar- Moff Gideon is you know maybe like the kind of the start of the first order. Like, I don't want to see that. Like, I, I don't uh, want it to go into that territory. I could see him being an arm of it. I can't see him being the start of it. Yeah. They're still Empire. Like, they still re- refer to them as imps and yeah. stuff like that. Will so, we see any more Jedi? We'll see an actual Jedi. I feel like you have to at some point. At I, the end, maybe the very end of the season. Yeah, I wouldn't do it at the beginning of season two. Um, I I don't know that it's a Jedi that that is a named Jedi. Like I, I feel like it could just be a, a brand new Jedi, yeah. uh, a, a brand new character that, that they introduce in the show. Um, I what Jessica asked me at the end of ep- at watching episode eight was, um, she's like, so are they going to his planet? Like Baby Yoda's planet? I was like, I don't know. I mean, they said he has, needs to be with his species, so whatever that means. He's going to have to track it down and figure out how he gets there. So, um, I I don't want to... She's like, can you imagine like a city of Yodas? <laughs> like like 2,000 Yodas. Like, I don't think there's that like, many of them. You know, playing ping pong and, and uh, you know, farming. <laughs> I, I just don't want to see Yodas like, you know... Um, doing laundry and getting groceries. Um, I, I want I always want them to be <laughs> mysterious. <laughs> uh, oh, price is lowest they are. Uh, Do they all talk like that? I maybe Yoda just. I want just I want to believe I want to believe that like the Yoda species is so rare that there's like maybe like ten of them in the entire galaxy or something like that. So. Um, you know, maybe they maybe they decide that he's there is no species and then for him. Maybe like, he's too, the last they go to, of the they species. They get to the planet and it's just like there's nobody left. Dagobah. I mean, I, you know I'd what I'm be, saying? I'd be okay with that. 
Um, I, I just I don't want them to do like a thousand Yodas. Like I, I just think that that waters the the brands <laughs> that they've initiated with Baby Yoda uh, stuff. Stuff. So they got to sell merchandise after yes, all. Yes, you know it. So um, favorite moments. I think we probably covered most of them. I I think honestly one of the best sequences in the entire episode. There's so many to choose from, but uh, I loved IG Eleven just skating through that city and just blasting everybody. Well, it needed to happen. Um, we talked about that at awesome. the end of last episode where we're like, how are they going to get out of this jam? Yeah, and we talked about IG Eleven being somebody, but I didn't think that they would give him that much power. Like, yeah, I knew he was powerful, but I mean, it's a whole battalion of. Storm it was cool, man. I, lots of weapons. I loved it. And those, like, the black storm, like, the, the black uh, armored stormtroopers. Yeah. Those guys are legit. Like, like, they're like awesome. Elite. Yeah. Like, they're elite, so. Um, yeah, it was it was really cool. Um, I, I feel like the the uh, the big gun moment where he's like mowing down. I think I felt like that would have held more weight had we not already seen that in the in the season. Again, I, I wasn't angry that they that they basically rehashed the same sequ- shooting sequence mm-hmm. as episode one. Um, but had that been the first time that we had seen him do that, I think that would have been a really big payoff moment. Um, uh, again, the uh, female uh, Mando, the armor. I loved her. Her it was short, but I loved her little fight scene. I, ho- I we will see her in season two. I, right. I don't know what ro- kind of role she'll play. Um, I guess another question for season two is: Will we see more Mandalorians? Uh, um, I want to believe that they're in hiding, like on some planet. And we'll see a one or two. I, I don't know that we'll see a big group like we did before. It just can't be. But they can't be the easy out every time either. So it's like yeah. one of those where you maybe you find one. Or the one that John Farber's character maybe I can comes see one, out of hiding. I can see one almost uh, kind of uh, Master Padawan style, kind of like training him, like how to use his jetpack again, yeah. and like um, you know, kind of uh, helping him like level up, so to speak, in season two. Yeah. Um, so um, that'd be cool to see, like maybe a, a Mandalorian uh, training uh, thing. Um, I, I think we see more and more powers from. Maybe Yoda in yeah, season two. Interested to see what they are. Like I, I, I could see him being really powerful in season two. Like more, more. Again, I go back to this in episode seven. One, one of the biggest lines in episode seven was uh, Moff Gideon. I'm paraphrasing, but he basically says, "You, you guys don't know what you have. Right. Like the, this thing is more powerful than you could ever imagine." And I, I'm, I'm really hoping to see like him do like um, Luke, Ray, Le- Anakin level of like force manipulation like i would love to see him just do some crazy stuff and i know like the haters out there will say like oh well you know he hasn't he hasn't had a master train him and he you know he shouldn't be this good it's like I, hey like everyone is different how they approach the force and i can see him just being naturally right uh, and his have abilities. probably is, is that so and he and again he has been around for 50 years like yeah. think of like you know he just just doesn't age the same way that humans do and so you think about um, like Oben, like Obi Wan, like this older Obi Wan Kenobi. He's he's about fifty in that, maybe sixty or whatever in that, um, in that original movie. So that's how long he's been on on this planet, like on his planet or whatever. And so yeah, he hasn't been trained for fifty years, but after fifty years, I'm sure he knows a, f- a few some, things, yeah, a few yeah, tricks. Yeah, yeah. So and some tricks we haven't seen. So. Um, I'm excited about that. Cool. Uh, they are currently se- uh, filming season two. I think we may, may have mentioned that last week. They're not going to come out until 2021. Is that right? Oh, is it really? I had to look. I hadn't heard a release date. Um, I'm really hoping that it's out. I, this is what I told Jessica. I said, I don't know if they can pull it off. Like if, if they can wrap on filming like in the next month, like by January, that would give them like 10 months to basically post-produce that, which is actually quite a bit of time, um, especially for a television show. 
Um, I would love to see the Mandalorian as a as a winter, like a November Dece- December release every year. Like just get it. It's it's November. It's time for season two. It's November. It's time for season three. Yeah. I, I would love to see them. Be awesome. Crank it out, man. So and Jar Jar, like I said, and Jar Jar. My hope is that we have Jar Jar, and uh, we'd love to see him. But Jar Jar, if you're out there, Misa Misa want to see you. Okay. Um. What what uh, have you watched? Been watching anything of note besides? Uh, watched Rogue One today. Um, okay. and it's just great. It's great to have all those things. Uh, you know, all the In Fox acquisitions on there. I found that to be really fun too. Um, I am not a hardcore like I like Disney stuff, but I'm not like you know how some people are like, uh, oh, everything Disney nonstop, all Disney all the time must have. You know, I'm me. I, I like Disney stuff, but like I'm not like a honk about where I'm like everything they do is perfect gold. Right, that makes right, sense. Right. I love the Pixar stuff. I like the animated things. I'm not in love with any of the live action remakes of the animated stuff. Yeah, and I think and I think it actually could I could pick apart a lot of those. Like yeah, you know, saying so. But but it's uh it's just crazy to have a service that does as many things as Disney Plus does. As long as they continue to have kind of premier premium shows like The Mandalorian. Yeah, if they fail to put out a couple of those a year uh, you're gonna go okay yeah that initial catalog unbelievable what else you got because right you know this is where netflix has been they're gonna be in a weird place over the next couple months they have um the clone Wars season seven the final season yeah, that'll be a Wars. big deal for them that's not coming out until february uh, over the next month i think it's you're, you're gonna start to see some people being like what have you done for me lately type of thing and honestly um I think a lot of the Mandalorian fans are probably going to cross over and, and also watch the Clone Wars, mm-hmm. but it does kind of become a, a thing by the summer. Like, what else has come out? I mean, like they can't they can't just live on like Encore and like some of the other TV right. shows that they've that they've introduced. Fall, uh, twenty twenty for season two. Season two is on sweet. IGN has announced that three days ago. Okay. Perfect. Um, I mean, John no- Favre announced that November. I like beginning of November every every year is is my hope. Yeah, they just keep so. cranking them out every every a year. New hope. Now you have a new hope. Yeah, so. um, yeah. Um, we unfortunately, I don't, it's going to be a while since uh, before we see Marvel stuff. I think um, the Winter Soldier, uh, Falcon, Falcon. I was really hoping that would be, but I think that's quickly. the next one, and that's going to be, I think, next fall. Um, so yeah, it's going to be kind of kind of dry as far as new content. Yeah. Um, that said, that's a good transition into uh, what we want to cover next. Um, I've, we've got a couple friends of ours that want to come on the show um, and be a guest. Probably the next couple episodes. I'm really hoping to get. Um, uh, scheduling wise, I don't know if we can get one uh, a guest for next week, but um, definitely in the next couple weeks, we'll have a guest on our show and just talk about maybe some different things, things that we're not covering. We're talking about. Um, I know you wanted to get with one uh, one of your old friends that has been watching. He wants to watch, and, he, and he'll come on. And Steven will come on and talk about uh, High School Musical, the series, the just musical a one series. shot. Just a one-shot <laughs> deal. Not we're not going to cover that whole series. Yeah. We'll, we'll cover that that episode. We'll cover. I'd the like whole to do series. an episode on that. Well, and we could talk about High School Musical in general. Yeah, yeah. Miller is here in the studio as well. And he could talk about High School Musical too. Yeah, which he likes as well. So, um, I know I know you're going to laugh at me for this, but um, I, I was thinking of like exclusive like big things that they've done and like the 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 forky stuff is too small like too short i think that stuff is really funny like the i, have, I don't yeah. know if you watch any of those no but i have yeah. jordan, jordan loves them uh yeah. jordan honestly is watching more disney plus than anyone in her household awesome. for sure she watches it every day um and it's mostly uh, i think i told you this the other day but it's mostly uh, rescue rangers she no i saw my brother that 
Uh, Rescue Rangers. She's all about Rescue Rangers, the, the original 90s it's TV great. series. She loves that show. It's, it, she told me the other day that it's her favorite show right now. Well, it it's, should be. It's Rescue a great Rangers. show. Yeah. Um, Muppet Babies and uh, and then just a slew of other Disney Junior stuff. But uh, she watches it every single day. But uh, the Forky stuff is actually really funny. I wouldn't mind maybe covering a couple of those. Yeah. I think those are brief conversations. Um, but this is where you... I, I don't want you to laugh at me, but um, I, I might be interested in covering la- the Lady and the Tramp uh, live action movie. Oh my gosh. So, we could talk about it one episode. We'll, I'll watch it. We'll have to have a guest on to help us talk about that one. How about next week we talk uh, Pixar? Okay. Are you game for that? Yeah, yeah. We'll, just, we'll talk about Pixar in general. Okay. Cool. So Yeah, that sounds cool. good. And I'm, I might watch a, uh, rewatch a couple of Pixar yeah. movies that I haven't yeah. seen in a while. Um, they also have the Pixar... Pixar um, in real life, it's not as good. Oh, that's right. You guys were talking about I don't about like it. it as much. It's not It's not great? I'll give it another chance this week. Yeah. Just to watch some of them. They're doing a couple of those uh, like behind-the-scenes type shows. And those know, are cool. I know Aaron Dicer, um, uh, who's also on this network, uh, does the Sith Pop show. If you haven't checked that out, SithPop.com. Uh, they, uh, he's been watching that, and he swears by it. Um, there's like that... Uh, I forget what it's called. It's like Day in the Life or Day in Disneyland or D- Day with Disney or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says it's pretty good. Like it's it's a good um, documentary style show, just kind of covering the history of Walt Disney and 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 how What's that everything called? came about. I've watched one of those as well. Yeah, he the said first it was, episode. Of those. He said those it was good. pretty pretty good. Those are good. Pretty so. well covered. Um, so yeah, we will continue to discuss, um, the two of us and again, get with our guests, see what they want to see. Uh, if you have some ideas, you know how to get a hold of us on the show, Disney plus reviews, that's P L U S all spelled out at hotmail.com Disney plus reviews at hotmail. Um, let us know. Um, you heard some of our ideas right now, just kind of Pixar, um, maybe some forky stuff, um, lady and the tramp high school musical, the musical series, which is the weirdest name ever. Yeah. It, it, yeah. And um, and then, and perhaps some other things that that we haven't uh, quite caught. So um, over the next four or five weeks, we're probably going to be kind of uh, limboing with just kind of every week, just kind of being a very different discussion, yeah, it'll be a different topic. It'll be and fun. then um, honestly, like the next thing I'm super excited about is the Clone Wars uh, cool. finale season. So yeah. I have a lot to watch in the next like forty days. You're gonna catch up. <laughs> I'm gonna have to watch every episode. Yep. going so, into that. So it'll be awesome. Uh, well, thanks for joining us for another episode of Disney Plus Reviews. Um, remember to hit us up on iTunes with five-star ratings. That really helps people find the show. Uh, tell a friend. Let them know about um, how you're enjoying this show. And uh, especially if they're into Star Wars and The Mandalorian, uh, I think they'll really enjoy what we've been doing over the last eight weeks. Uh, we're moving on from The Mandalorian. Uh, we'll see you next Monday with something else. We'll Woo! figure it out. <laughs> Big Star. Yeah. We'll talk Big Star next Big Star. Okay. It'll be great. Sounds good. So, All right. Thanks, guys. We'll, we'll see you then. See you.